What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. We have an awesome guest for you today. Before I get to the guest, though, a few housekeeping things. First, I always got to say welcome. If you are new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you being here. I'm just sitting down with interesting folks, having conversations trying to gain some perspective, so I appreciate you joining along on the ride. If you're a repeat listener, you know what's up, and if you are a new new listener because somebody told you about it, that's what's up. Thank you for all the repeat listeners for sharing the show, and I appreciate you being here for the first time. So if you are getting value out of the show, do me a favor, just bring us a friend. If you're thinking about something differently, if you're laughing, uh, whatever the case may be, if you're gaining value, just bring us a friend. Tell one friend. Help us grow the show. It really means the world to me. You can also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can share it on social media. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube. Anything and everything helps, and I can't do it without you. So thank you all who have done that, and if you will do that, thank you so much in advance. Big shout-out to our show sponsor, Strange Donuts. Go to Strange Donuts and check them out. If you're in St. Louis, how could you not? Listen, it doesn't matter where I go in the country. Legitimately. Wherever I go, one of my favorite things to do is to seek out the best donuts in that city. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. It's my thing. It's what I like to do. And in St. Louis, you can't come to the city without checking out Strange Donuts. They have four locations. They are in Kirkwood, Maplewood, Creve Court, and just across the river in Edwardsville, Illinois. It doesn't matter which one you go to. The donuts are fire at all of them. It's all fantastic. There's always a new menu every month. Uh, there's always some sort of fun uh, uh, creation every weekend. You can't go wrong. They are hands down the place you got to go when you're in St. Louis. So whenever you're here, check them out. One of the four locations, it doesn't matter. Just tell them that we sent you. Go to Strange Donuts. You'll be happy that you did, guys. Trust me. This episode is also brought to you by Imposed Will. You can go to imposedwill.com. Check us out. That's my company. I'm working to build a tribe, a community of people who truly believe that you can build whatever life that you want to live. You can impose your will. You can create whatever it is that you want to create in life. You can live it. You can do it. Come check us out. We have a full line of apparel we just dropped. We are also hosting all of the gear for the show. So if you want to support the show by a a coffee mug or a t-shirt or hoodie or something, you can do that as well. Just go to imposedwill.com. That's I-M-P-O-S-E-D-W-I-L-L. Com and check us out today. Let's get to the guest. I'm sitting down with Brittany Cloudy. We've had Brittany on the show a couple times. She's a show friend. Uh, I really enjoy speaking to her and gaining or and getting her perspective. She's been uh, on quite the journey with her MMA career and and being a counselor. And she moved out to California and came back. And we had her on when she got back. She's been back in town for a little while now. She just recently won a pretty big fight. We talk about that a little bit. Um, it's just always good catching up with good people. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I know you guys will as well. Without any further rambling, let's get to the conversation. Let's gain some perspective with Brittany. The Quiet Storm Cloudy.
I'm like, you know, everything that we thought was, well, was told that is bad for us. You know, I was like, oh, well, actually, here's what really happened. And actually, science was actually saying this. But because people can't, you know, control it, then, you know. It's all about control. It's all about the control, Brittany. Mind control. Do you do you look into conspiracy theories and shit like that? Is that <laughs> I don't go go in deep into there, but I know they exist. Come on now. <laughs> you don't have a rabbit hole you go down? Uh well I mean the the rabbit hole is this of like the lack of information. Yes, or into yourself. So oh, like when yourself. it comes to the mental aspect mental health aspect of things, like and as these are part of the reasons why we're having these human conflicts in the first place right especially like when it comes to like terms of race for example if that's a rabbit hole i go down yeah. you know why are we having why is this taking so long or why are we having all of these issues why are we arguing about things that seem pretty uh self-explanatory to me or i sim- simplifying it as like people accepting like the apology of like joe rogan and the like just seeing like other black people accept like know that his character and realizing that he's human and ex- and accepting his apology I'm like you know this is really a part of the answer for the whole race thing you know is simply taking ownership and accountability for the things that you are aware of and not aware of to actually start to make amends yeah and the longer you deny something someone else's reality the longer the conflict continues and i just feel like if people would have that ability to just have that self-awareness and to be a little vulnerable and to look at themselves a little bit you know with uh, with honesty that we could have more apologies and more mending and more like okay maybe we can actually move forward here with all, all of this you know um so i mean that's one thing and I just see how that constantly is always a current thing that flows <laughs> flows back around. People are fucking messy, man. Yeah. I mean, this whole Joe. Yeah. So the Joe Rogan thing is interesting, right? Do you do you listen to his show? I feel like I've listened to a couple. I don't actively listen. And I just only gotten like the skinny version of what happened. I didn't even like listen to like the clip that they put together of all the of clip? the no, I was like I don't need to it's see just, it it's so interesting because so I've I've watched his show for a long time for like a real long time and it seems that anyone who does anyone who's mad doesn't actually watch his show or actually consume any of his like they don't actually have an, an idea of who Joe Rogan is they just saw a clip and they got really upset yeah and that clip was for sure it was for sure an attempt to kind of like it's like a it's like a it's like a character hit job right i mean the dude has such a large audience mm-hmm. it started with he had a couple of doctors on the show dr robert alone and peter mccullough and they go against like the the major narrative of you have to go get vaccinated vaccines are safe everybody should do this he was just having some nuanced conversations and that was kind of like what kicked off the situation First, it was he's spreading dangerous misinformation. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, then that clip comes up where, granted, you, did you watch, you didn't watch the clip of, of him saying nigger? 
man, it's not a good looking clip for, by any stretch of the imagination. You know, the he there was there's there was a clip at the very beginning of it where he made an awful. There's there's like there's real no way to even I don't know how to yeah it's just a bad it's like it's just not good right he's like we we tried we said we went to go see Planet of the Apes and we walked into Planet of the like that was just shitty I right? heard that part I yeah. always try to take things in because I don't want to just react angrily mm-hmm. because that's what things are trying to get you to do and I'll, ha- I'll actually have another point for that here in a second but I'm like yeah that's just bad like you can't say that and he apologized and um I think he truly meant it but whenever they're they're splicing together all the the things of of nigger, like I've listened to his show for a long ass time, and I've heard some of those conversations, mm-hmm. and I think he was under the assumption that every like people would just take what he's saying within context of the entirety of the conversation of like what's actually being said and and how it's being said and like what's being discussed, which is why it never came up over the twelve years. Right. He's been, and then all of a sudden, all of this comes up out of nowhere. And it was all taken, obviously, everything is taken out of context. But to your point, like, he owned his shit. And he was like, yeah, like, that was really, that looks really bad. Like, I'm really sorry about that. Like, that was not my intent. And, like, he owned his shit and he apologized. And I think anybody who actually, like, knows him, mm-hmm. they're all coming out and, like, like, that's not Joe Rogan. So it's obviously, like, an attempt to really silence, like, a massive force, I think, in culture today. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean your point your point is 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 right though it's we're so quick to just judge and just lash out and just be angry and there's there's we don't really offer any sort of like understanding or grace for anybody yeah especially when it comes to race but like with everyone everyone has blind spots yeah. you know on both sides of the race spectrum and because we have that that's the part where we have to give yeah. that understanding and compassion and allow that person to educate themselves and have those different perspectives to be able to see and now create some what create some clarity for a spot that they haven't seen within themselves so that they can make those improvements and you know yeah do better next time you know yeah what's your opinion on that word Uh, I mean I, I get it I get both sides of it where we've taken that word that was full of so much negativity to d- demean us as a people. And it's just like the bully who wants to call you, call you fat and you, you take it and you put a spin on it and you make it a positive thing for you. But then at the same time, uh, it's just like you creating humor for something that hurts you, mm-hmm. you know? And so I still feel like it's a word that we've done that with, but it still has that negative, um, you know, connotation that comes with it that's a wound. And that's why black people don't want other people outside of the culture to say it because it still is that wound that is still there from, you know, all the, those years ago, but just over time. Um, but I see how it's been used to create more of an empowerment uh, feel behind it um, and to kind of like, you know, just take the power back from it. Um, but I think that there's still like aspects for us to heal so that that word does not do as much emotional damage as it does mm-hmm. because I mean, you know, people say it. Yeah. yeah. Is that, around. is that a word that like just nobody should ever use like outside of the race? I mean, honestly, like we, it doesn't have to exist anymore. We can create something else. You know, we don't have to keep holding on to that either. 
Well, it it it, it is a word, and like I think in in Spanish, like negro, right? Negro I mean, it's black, right? Yeah. So I mean, you can't really like eliminate the word exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's like some sort of variation like out there mm-hmm. associated with the color. Yeah. Right. But the question is, is it a word that just it's a hard line? No, like no white people or nobody should ever say it under any circumstance. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be one of those things like to to give up ownership of that word mm-hmm. is to like you basically giving up everything else that came with it, like all the pain. And mm-hmm. so I feel like it's one of those things that I don't see people ever wanting to allow that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see. So, yeah, because because there's some there's some position of where it's like nobody can ever say that. Only black people can say that. Only we can say that. Nobody else should ever say that. And if you say that, then. Well, you're wrong, but then you're also a racist, no matter what the context is. Like, just nobody should say it. There's no explanation. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little bit. I, I don't take that hard stance on it. I, I try to. I don't know where it is along the way. I just started looking at words as just words. Maybe it was just a. I think I had an English teacher, and I think it was when we were reading To Kill a Mockingbird because mm-hmm. they have they have nigger in the book, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe she read it verbatim. And um, and she went in this explanation, and and she was man, she was like the sweetest lady. She was that lady. She was that English teacher who changed everybody's life type mm-hmm. shit. And she was just like, listen, she's like, I think this is what she said. I don't know if she said this. I don't want to give her all the credit, but either way, I I arrived to this solution of like words only have as much power as you give them, and if you don't give that word power, then it doesn't have any. And I, but that kind of ties to your point to where like there's a lot of emotional mm-hmm. trauma there to be healed, which is why there's such an off the cuff reaction, right? Right, right, right? Because it's not like I know for me, it's not like I haven't dealt with racism by any mm-hmm. like right. I mean, it's it's there. Like I've been called nigger. Like I've I've had dealt with this shit. But it's one of those things to where for me, I was like, I'm just gonna take. I'm not gonna give that word power. It's just a word. I mean, on the on the flip side, because there's there's always a, it's never nothing's ever black and white. On the flip side. Like words do have power, like they have meaning, right? The way in which we use them is it, it can make or break anything, right? It's, there's a lot to that. Yeah. But if we don't give, if we don't let a word have hold of us in that way, it's like we we can choose the power that we give it. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah, man, it's just one of those things. I don't know. I always tell my kids there are the kids that there are no bad words. Is they're just not always appropriate. Yeah, situationally appropriate. Yeah, is the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that's just such an emotionally charged word. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's the thing. And like, I guess I kind of feel like you about it. Um, I try not. Yeah. There's words that yeah. you get, you, you, you choose to give your emotions to it and you speak power into it. Yeah. And then there's other words where maybe you need to do the opposite effect because it's starting to disrupt your peace and it's starting to pull things out of you that, you don't want to be pulled out of you if someone was to use that, mm-hmm. you know, towards you. Um, one, I had a conversation with a friend just about, like, that whole feeling of someone pulling that out of you um, when it comes to, like, the whole racism thing. Um, just the thought of understanding that there's multiple sides of all of this. Has As black people have experienced uh, racism from their perspective, and they have all this trauma and pain from gen- that's been passed down through generations that white people also too. Maybe they're holding on to a lot of guilt that's being passed down. 
of avoidance and denial or maybe even just a lack of awareness and that gets pulled down too and so they're like wait i'm a good person mm -hmm. but and you're trying to tell me that i'm this and no no it's not that but there's also that piece in within now, i don't know their story or anyone else's in particular but i can just imagine that there's also other negative feelings that come from being on the other side of it that they have to actually you know go through the process to see within themselves that they have to deal with to be able to come to terms with how do I play a role in this? Cause we all do. We, you know, it affects us all. We've lived in this, our, we, we, we're from, this is our country and this is our history and it has impacted us in one way or the other, you know? So getting to finding the understanding of how has this impacted me with me knowing or without me knowing and how do, how can I contribute to, you know, uh, being a positive piece of part of the ch of the change that needs to happen of the narrative of both sides of it. You know, so it's not just we need to heal from this. They also need to as well, just because, you know, you have I mean, you have a person who's pointing fingers at you saying that you're the cause of this. And later and more and more later generations are like, that wasn't us. That's not us. Why don't you get over it? But it's one of those things like we didn't also <laughs> take on the responsibility for March. Like we, we didn't do any of those things. We're, we're fresh here, but however, we're having to deal with the climate and the culture of what it is now. And so we all have to, you know, kind of take ourselves out of it in the sense of looking at how we fit into the whole bigger picture across the timeline of since the beginning of our, our start of our, in the country, you know. Yeah, you're talking about how how we address kind of where we are today in relation to a lot of like the history and, and the things that are in place, like surrounding race in particular. Mm -hmm. Just like I've like had like white conversations with like white friends who mm -hmm. are like and I know that they're good people, but they have blind spots and until they've acknowledged them or realize that they have them because they haven't maybe even come in co contact where that was to be exposed of that blind spot, right? Mm -hmm. Doing a lot of different PDs and developments and things like that. Um, and realizing that, wow, like I understand that how some people, because of the life that they live, they never had to think of certain things. Mm -hmm. So like the whole topic of white privilege and things like that. I understand how, you could go through life and never think that you've had this privilege because you've never seen the opposite or anything different of mm -hmm. someone else living a different way. And so that's just one of those things where like you have to take that time to think about you and the kind of life that you've lived and actually put yourself in some, not put yourself in uncomfortable com uh, situations, but explore a little bit of like how other people live and what life is like and this past your stereotype of what you think and what you get from the media and stuff. And you know, it's just like, yeah. until you meet somebody who comes from walks, walks a different lifestyle than you, mm -hmm. do you like actually gain a little bit of different perspective? Perspective, right? Perspective. Kind of broaden your horizons a little bit, kind of know what you don't know, learn what you don't know. We're yeah. all like, we're all as ignorant as the day is long. Like there's, there's more that we don't know than we do. Right. Right. Sure. Like ignorance is just not knowing something. Right. So, I mean, there's there's a ton that we don't know, but yeah, the issue is whenever 
you just like you're not open to learning mm-hmm. right and like open to gaining perspective and to seeing things other than maybe the way you've always saw them yeah yeah that's the that's the denial piece that i was like no no you know you like to you just have to open your mind and, yeah. and realize that you know well, if you can ex- well, not take the word ignorant in a negative way, right? The power of words. Yeah, see, that's the problem. People <laughs> don't – I use words in the – I'm a very literal person. Mm-hmm. So I tend to use things in the correct fucking way. So, right. like, ignorant is just – it's just a, it just means not knowing. People mistake ignorant for stupid. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot of times that's what people do. And yeah. so, so – I can't help that you don't know the, the language well. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, you're right. Let's not take it in the wrong way. Yeah. That's that's one of the things. It's just I feel like just a lot of people they're quick to just want to skip to the denial stage of it. You know. Yeah. It reminds me of like the stages of grief. I relate it to like everything. You know, the ultimate goal is to get to acceptance, but you may go through these different emotions about something that conflicts with your inner belief of what you felt is to be true, and then you get some outside evidence, and you can go through these stages of like before you actually can open your mind to accept it. Right. So what's being denied exactly? Like the, the, the part taken or like what like what do you think people are denying? Like within themselves. Like what is like what is it that they're not accepting? I mean, well people have an image of how they see themselves. Mm-hmm. And so you tell somebody differently about them, the immediate reaction is to yeah. savor that vision that you have of yourself. Uh, that's that's yeah. who you are. That's probably like a natural reaction for any human if you tell them about themselves mm-hmm. yeah i think we all get defensive yeah 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 Yeah. and the goal is to you know move past that initial reaction yeah that, to take you know take it in a little bit more and right consider it like how can you train yourself to to not just be emotionally driven like what's your first emotional response to anything and then get past that yeah um well I guess it's it kind of reminds it's just that whole line of like not taking things personal mm-hmm. about other people. Everything's a projection of their world. Yeah. But and you have the control and the choice to take what someone is saying is saying. Yeah. And actually decide for yourself if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. And it's just that time period that you take to pause and reflect on it and ask yourself, is there any way that this could be true? And then you follow that thought and find evidence within yourself. But you have to be honest. You have to be open and enough to have that even that dialogue within yourself about it. Right. So you're saying people are ignoring that part. They're not having that conversation with themselves. They're not actually taking an honest assessment. They're not saying, all right, why am I feeling this way about what was just told to me? And is there truth in that? Yeah. There's a reason why you if you would react really big and emotionally to something, you know, it like hurts you and you take right. so, so much offense. Explore that feeling. Why? You know? Yeah. Um, that's a lot of times um, it kind of reminds me verse is like one of those things where if you have a person who is on the wave of like improving themselves, they're already and they're very self-aware, so they're always thinking and reflecting about themselves, mm-hmm. their past, and understanding how they are and how they came to be, that if new information came in because they're already thinking, how can I be better? They're wanting feedback from the outside to say, is this something that I can improve on? So here, let me take this information in. Is this something that is true? And if it, if so, then how can I work to improve it? Because I want to be the best version of myself mm-hmm. you know so like having that growth mindset for right. yourself of yeah. your personal development 
Yeah, that's a that's a that's a like a key place to be, right? Where you have that growth mindset. So many I think so many people are kind of trapped in just this fixed mindset where they just don't feel like like everything's scarcity. I don't I don't understand it personally. Mm-hmm. But you kind of see the I mean the two spectrums. It's like people either feel like it seems like people either feel like if you're succeeding then they're failing and there's there's just not enough for everybody or mm-hmm. some people just feel like hey man there's enough for everybody and we can all win and do this thing and improve and be better yeah i don't understand mm-hmm. the, the scarcity mindset yeah i don't know i think sometimes like a lot of us fall into this perfectionist mindset too yeah like we don't want anything that's going to make us look bad yeah and we think we're perfect yeah <laughs> uh, we people we think we're perfect and yeah. so you say something that's saying that we're not then all of a sudden you're taking this one piece of information and it's like well if this is true then it like completely just destroys your whole character but in reality because we are imperfect beings a positive attribute of a person who is an imperfect being is someone who is continuing to work on themselves to grow and be better and not to like stay stagnant, you know, and wherever you are, like you understand that there's aspects of you that can be improved and you're willing and open to do that, to do the work, to grow, especially throughout the course of life. You know, we're going to, we're always evolving. We're always changing and and times are changing too which forces us definitely forces us to continue to work on ourselves like i've had this conversation a lot about just like technology like the amount of (laughs) skills that i feel like i had with technology if i just stuck with that and i was like all right this is it well i want to get left behind Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know everything's constantly moving so i have to constantly keep reassessing myself and my skills and my mindset on things and making sure that I can continue to evolve with the time as well, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, you have to keep up. Yeah. Man, I, I used to work in a uh, in a call center, mm-hmm. and I would, I'd call people, and I'd try to set their medication up on, like, home delivery. And whenever I'd speak to some older people, you could hear it in their voices. No, oh, sorry, let me see. So you could, you could hear in their voice kind of, like, how youthful and vibrant they were or just kind of how – just like just like beat down and kind of just like at the end of their way like you know like are they on their way out type shit Mm -hmm. like you could hear it in their voice and one of the things that i always noticed especially in the much older population when somebody sounded like they might be 70 or 80 years old and they sounded like they're in their like their 40s or 50s they always had an email address they always did. They they're always with what was going on now, yeah. and the and the people in and honestly, this this applied to people who were even much younger, like in their forties and fifties. Even if they didn't have an email address, they did not sound very healthy. Like you like and obviously, I'm looking at your fucking medication so I can see if you're healthy or not to a degree. And uh, it was just so interesting. So just evolving and improving and keeping up with the times and like keeping your mind sharp goes so fucking like it goes such a long way and it was just it was just such an interesting but you said you know you got to evolve i just thought of that the people who actually had emails were clearly doing much better than the people who didn't yeah and that's just such a small thing it's such a small thing but like we live in a time where all this knowledge is so easily accessible so it's up to us to actually go out and ex- access the things that we need to stay up 
you know, that's going to grow us and so that when we are, so that we can live the most fulfilling life, you yeah. know. Um, well, here's the issue, Brittany. Where is the nuance in any of the conversations that we're having or the information that we're getting? It's so hard to find good information or, or to know what is the good information. Mm -hmm. There's so much misinformation and flat out lies. And anytime you try to have like a nuanced conversation or ask questions about important issues, it gets, it, it, it's an issue. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, man, I guess I'm not, for me, I think about like, there are, there are, there were some things that I learned in high school of just like, resources primary resources secondary resources just for like the internet of like yeah. at least knowing how to like where to go to get your information mm -hmm. you know and how to like fact check or who are you listening to how do you check their credentials you know like those are some basic things i would think mm -hmm. like before you just go and read this article that's published by who knows wherever and you get this information or you're talking to a bunch of bots and the comments or whomever um that also comes from i guess certain people's level of knowledge already within that um so unfortunately that's 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 the game too is being able to find the actual real true content that's actual factual and real and not the other stuff that anyone can post and put out there it's tough yeah it's tough it's just and, and even i mean just to try to get like a complete picture of something you know what i mean depending on where you're going for example if you if you're if you're if you only use one search engine like if google is your only search mm -hmm. engine like that's going to be different because they curate what you're seeing if then if you go to like DuckDuckGo, you're going to get different results for your searches mm -hmm. so it's 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 like having that understanding of everything i mean so much of what we're getting is through a filter. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. And all these little algorithms and whatever. <laughs> so. It's fucking tough, man. And it's like, man, you try to get both perspectives, but we all we all have a tendency to kind of lean towards our bias. Mm -hmm. And then so then how much of what we're getting is just confirmation bias? Yeah, I know. Uh, I feel like I think I've watched that uh, Social Dilemma <laughs> documentary like four times. Yeah. But just like just one of the statements how they said that um, – basically your feed they're giving you the stuff that you like to look at and mm -hmm. so it's kind of how do you get out of that you know um i don't know for me i thrive on like making new connections with people and i'm like hey what are you uh, listening to Who, like picking people's minds and seeing what kind of things that they're learning about and finding new things through other people mm -hmm. who i trust that you know, they get good sources and they're getting good information. And that's how I kind of like expand into new, new, uh, new areas. Yeah. So, um, again, that's the other part of it is, you know, it's not just all technology. It's also, you know, forming, uh, relationships with other people. Yeah. And real life connections. Yeah. real life. That's so scary to me when we talk, when they used to be talking about this metaverse and everything. And I'm like, oh man, are we going to still value human to human connections or are we going to Oh. literally turn into one of those you know futuristic movies that we've already seen where life is taking yeah. place did you see ready player one did you watch that movie oh um i remember the title i don't okay do. i'm such a nerd i just rewatch movies all the time i just watched it yesterday so it's essentially like a, it's it's fucking like in 2040 or something like that mm. it's not that far off in the future yeah. but it's um, yeah, it's like, let's just say the metaverse came to fruition mm -hmm. and everybody had Oculus headsets 
and then we improved that whole process to where now you have gloves and body suits and you know a treadmill like an omnidirectional treadmill you can run wherever the fuck you want to run oh right gosh. right you have all of those things like that's what the movie's about like there's it was called um this is fresh in my mind now it's called the oasis and right and it was this online world that everybody plugged into and you can go do anything and be whoever you wanted to and that's where everybody lives everybody spent their money there <sighs> it, was, it was like as real as it got pretty much I don't see why we're not fucking headed that way, especially as, you know, as younger generations grow up with this technology, mm-hmm. it's just second nature to them. And then it's just easier to accept and then they just plug in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, it's only us who's going to have that feeling because we know what life was before that. But these yeah. younger generations, like this is, this is life for them. This is what they know. And. Um, I'm like excited about all the great things that come from it. But then the same way that I felt about social media, I'm like, there's always going to be some drawbacks and some consequences for it, you know? And, um, I literally did like my research paper on social media's impact on like self-esteem and, um, uh, like the whole body disform, um, like this, like people comparing themselves yeah. to other people on social yeah. media. Was that dysmorphia? Is that yeah. the word? Body mm-hmm. dysmorphia? We all have a little bit of that too. And social media is probably yeah. making it way worse. Yeah. Cause we have, now we have access to all these different people mm-hmm. and we see their lives and, you know, this, th- everyone's posting the highlight of their life, but we can't help but to see all these things and have this natural uh, need to compare and then want to, you know, the phenomenon of keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. And so if you're never, if you're always striving to be something else or somewhere else, like how are, how often are you just happy with who you are and how you are in that moment? You know, so it's led to a lot of depression and low, you know, low self-esteem and, you know, anxiety and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I just wondered like what kind of mental health impact is spending time in, this world where you can create whatever you want is going to have an impact on like people actually coming back to reality mm-hmm. and how are they going to be f- able to function there? And yeah. I would imagine, you know, unless we get to the point to where we can just download our consciousness to that space, mm-hmm. I would imagine it would shorten our lifespan dramatically, right? If we're not actually physically moving and doing things like we should, yeah. body's going to deteriorate pretty mm-hmm. quickly. We're going to be pretty shitty people. Yeah. Sitting in the house. Like, oh my god no sun yeah just everything have you tried on one of those oculus headsets <laughs> one time i went to one virtual reality place so i didn't do it but i was like oh that's kind of creepy those but. things are fucking sweet that's what they are <laughs> holy shit they're cool I don't oh know. scary cool yeah once they're able to make that experience indistinguishable or as close to this experience as possible all bets are off I know. We're all fucked. I know. I oh. watch a lot of Black Mirror, and that's why I'm, like, <laughs> scared. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is coming. We're already in it. We already we all carry our fucking phone everywhere. I mean, I we're raiding everything already. I like, know. fuck, man. We're all, we're all jumping like fucking little monkeys through hoops on social media trying to get attention, right, so we can all – you see that, um, that episode of Black Mirror where they're all, like, just pedaling on the bike the whole time? Mm. They're, like, pedaling on the bike, pedaling on the bike, like, earning money, earning money. Mm-hmm. And then you can, like, spend that money on shit. And uh, eventually you can save up enough money. If you want to, you can try out for, like, like this show. Like, who's got talent type shit. 
and uh, and then but then you can rise up to like the upper echelons of mm-hmm. society, right? And you mm-hmm. have the good life now, and uh, that's kind of like what we're all fucking doing, you know? And we're just on the fucking bike, just <laughs> just doing the same shit, all trying to win our ticket. Yeah. And you know it's gonna media anyway. And you know it's gonna work because like instinctually we're competitive beings. So mm-hmm. people are always down for competing. Yeah. You know. That's just the natural drive behind, you know, survival yeah. of the fittest. You think we're trying to breed that out of people? You deal with a lot of kids. Are kids as as a I'll say as aggressive as they used to be? Are they as competitive as they used to be? Mm. As far as like physically or just yeah, even yeah that that's a major sign of it is physical, especially amongst boys, but in general. Uh, well, I mean, if you think I think physical, and I think of moving around, and think about the the rise in ADHD and being able to sit still. Um, I mean. It is definitely has shown consequences in the kids for sure. Yeah. What, what are you talking about like a rise in ADHD? Yeah, like there's. Yeah, well, that's a negative. I'm talking about. I've noticed a trend where I don't think, I don't think, it's like, especially with little with little boys. My son's 13. Mm-hmm. I've noticed, like, it's not. I mean, it's not as good. It's like it's not cool to be masculine anymore. Like little boys and aggression is being kind of it's it's not encouraged at all. Like think about this: if a kid gets into a fight in high school, they're treating that like significant, like 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 significant uh, like criminal act. Like you'll get you have charges pressed. Kids have always done that, especially boys during those ages of puberty when your hormones are off the fucking charts. Yeah, like that's what that's what kids have done always. That's why we have certain sports, so that way you can get that aggression out, right? Like football or wrestling, or you can go compete in track, or you know what I'm saying? Like you have these physical tough challenges to kind of channel that aggression and energy because mm-hmm. it's a natural part of human evolution. Mm-hmm. And it seems that mm-hmm. we're kind of like trying to wing that out of kids, essentially. Yeah, I, I mean, the mindset of kids has definitely changed. They're softer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and so you they, will. They don't, they don't deal with with adversity as well. Yeah, definitely not. So I can definitely see how that would decrease if kids don't have that edge about them and like that wanting to like you know be competitive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I look at that thinking back to the fact that kids don't play outside anymore. That's a part of it too. Yeah, yeah. like. It all plays into yeah. You talk the the rise in eighty. You know, the, just the mental issues, the stress, the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the ADD is a different thing. I don't think kids are supposed to be sitting still that fucking long. No, like that's just a we whole. We should o- be more active. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. But yeah, it's just what the hell is yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah. And social media is a big contributor. Yeah. To all of this. That's the technology piece of it. It's there's like all this great convenience of it. Yeah. And the backlash of that is, well, you're not up and moving and doing other things that you normally did before you had that. Yeah. And it's more gratifying to watch something or play the games on, on, on technology than to go outside and play games. Right. You know, so more kids, 
I would think prefer, prefer to stay in to do that or, or play games with it. They're like, well, I'm playing games with my friends online. Right. So I'm being social. Yeah. So kids metaverse is already in full action. <laughs> right. You know, with the gaming and everything. Um, and that has taken away from like the social piece. And uh, yeah, it's, so many things are changing. And it's like, how are we? Um, it's like, are we? just throwing band-aids on this as we go you know you know what i mean um because those band-aids are eventually going to fall off and i feel like you know they're going to have longer term changes but maybe this is just how people are evolving Mm. you know what i mean that's our whole healthcare system is just putting on band-aids we're never really addressing any root causes any any actually what's the actual issue here i think a big issue is that we view being outside and being in nature as just like an optional thing. It's like just this thing that you can do. Or but, but dangerous. It's, or Yeah, well, it is kind of dangerous in the fact that we're so far removed mm-hmm. from what it means to be a part of nature, to be in like outside in nature, right. that like we forget. It is fucking dangerous, and it's powerful, and like we're not – like we're not – immortal like yeah 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 you can put yourself in a bad situation i'm reading it's taking me forever because i'm just slacking but i'm finishing up this book called deep survival mm-hmm. and the first half of the book is essentially talking about like why accidents happen like why people get into these situations and then the second half of the book i think is talking about like what differentiates people who survive and who don't so i'm i'm just reaching the second half of the book but um, in the first half when he's talking about like what causes people to get into accidents, like that was a big part of it is just like you underestimate the sheer magnitude and force of nature. Like whether it is like you're on a mountain or you're just going hiking, they, you're talking about, um, people getting lost, like in Hawaii, for example, going hiking, like they think that it's super safe, but then they just forget that, Hey man, even though it's beautiful and there's all this, it's paradise and there's all this resort shit. Like, no, like once you start venturing off into the jungle where it's thick and shit, yeah. it's not that anymore. Or they were talking about another example again in Hawaii where the waves act differently there because it's like, it's an Island. It's not like this huge, massive continent mm-hmm. where there's this massive land and it changes the way the water acts. So people who are used to maybe, being in water off the coast, say like maybe they're in off the like at the Gulf or you know West Coast or East Coast or something like that, it's different than whenever you're out in Hawaii because that's such a small landmass and you're just surrounded by water where you can get taken out into the ocean real easily. Mm-hmm. So it's like having this misperception of the actual magnitude of what is actually like what you're putting yourself into. It's like you have this one idea, but it's like no, nature has a completely different mm-hmm. fucking set of ideas and. Yeah, it's wild, man. We're we're so vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. We've like made things so safe in the space that we we work and live, but yeah. definitely haven't done a lot of educating on those other aspects of those other parts unless you do that yourself, you know. Yeah. And nature's I think I mean, again, I think this was my original point. I think it's not an option. I think it's it's probably it's 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 really like mandatory as a human like for our health to to have that aspect we can't just completely Mm -hmm. neglect it you know what i mean like going outside going and just getting sunlight getting fresh air going on hikes you know swimming climbing trees like just shit outside Mm -hmm. we we don't do enough of that yeah 
the like people before us before all of this came to be like they were really good at that that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's know? good for our mental health yeah. and our physical health. Definitely. I mean, I feel like those are basic level skills that we should have. Like if all of this technology and everything that man made was to, you know, no longer be of um resource to you, will you survive? You know, like can you figure it out? And I feel like a lot of people would be a lot of us are you dead. know, asked out. Yeah. I kind of feel like that about fighting too. Like yeah. everyone's well, like I can just shoot a gun, but if you didn't have a weapon and you had to defend yourself, it's going to be a lot of people getting knocked out or getting hurt, you know? Oh, yeah. Or people, you know, like talk about, you know, talking stuff on, on the Internet and then they really can't defend themselves in real life. Um, like kind of going back to the whole fighting thing when people used to actually fight, that would solve a lot of issues, right? It would. It'll just be done. Like, all right, you lost and that's yeah. it. But having the these other forms of, you know, resources that we've created has made it easier to defend yourself without actually really knowing how to defend yourself like just you mm-hmm. that's one thing i really like love about fighting is like well i can add on all these other skills like learning how to shoot a gun and or using a knife or something but at the base foundation i, I know how to use these weapons yeah to protect myself if i ever had to you know mm-hmm. you're, you're not gonna catch me slipping Right. So, <laughs> you know, I feel like that right there would, you know, just like the mindset that you get from training and fighting, you don't have that need to feel like you or that you need to proclaim your skill to anyone. I feel like people know how to fight that would chill out a lot of people. Yeah, because <laughs> you're used to doing difficult things mm-hmm. and you know where you line up within like your certain skill set. I think so many yeah. people have just such a just a false perception of who they are and where they fit in the world and what they're actually able to do. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, listen, you're not a big, bad motherfucker. Like you don't really do anything. You don't train. You don't, how do you actually know? Like what makes you think that you can just get angry and go, go hurt somebody? Like what makes you think that? (laughs) Cause it's not that easy. Like you got to know what you're doing. You're putting yourself in a bad situation. You don't know who knows what anymore. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that thought process of even putting yourself in a situation is a consequence of that like i'm rational here of like i don't need to do that i don't need to yeah go and proclaim my dominance over anyone you know like if it's yeah. not worth it well you learn your limitations when you train yeah so then you're not as quick to test them yeah yeah and when people don't know them they don't think they have them yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the great thing when you're training you get that instant feedback. You're like, shit, man, there are a lot of people who can whip my ass. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> Humble you up a little bit. Oh, my God. Doesn't take much. Mm-mm. Just someone just a little bit bigger and just a little bit. They only need a little bit of skill. A little skill go a long way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you, um, so if some shit just, let's just say society was just like, we're like, fuck. We can't go to the grocery store tomorrow. Are you going to be able to make it? Can you farm? Do you know where to get water, Brittany? <laughs> could you go? Could you go kill something if you needed to? <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm. So, so speaking of that, like that's one of my 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 thoughts is I want to go camping and travel in a little RV around the world, around the country and stuff. But then I was like, all right, let's be real. <laughs> I have to educate myself on a lot of things. 
like okay i need to know about a lot so it's like there's this whole world and i'm like realizing like oh man i've been really sheltered in that aspect so honestly i need to educate myself on things but i believe in my adaptability anyway yeah that if shit hit the fan that i'm resourceful and i'm gonna figure it out regardless i like to think that you know it also depends on what time of year yeah, that's what, true if, what if it's winter? Listen, I was I'm migrating <laughs> down south with the birds. <laughs> I was outside shoveling the snow the other day, and my hands got cold. I'm like, "Fuck, I am a pussy." Like these, this is weak. I had two sets of gloves on, and my fingers hurt because they got so cold. I'm like, I am so weak. This is terrible design. If 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 I didn't have this house right now, mm-hmm. what the fuck would I do? I'd probably would die. I would like to think I'm a capable human being who would make it. <laughs> But in real, realistically, sometimes I don't know. Yeah. If you're talking about seasons, I don't know about the winter. Uh, yeah. Got to figure out how to make it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, but that, that kind of question puts you in a mindset of like, oh, man, I need to. Yeah. I need to figure that part out. <laughs> That's how you start going down that, that doomsday prepper path. Uh-huh. You're like, fuck, I got to get ready. What if something happens? I'm going to start taking ice baths every week. (laughs) 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 Preparing myself mentally for the cold. I hate the cold so much. I know. I like the benefits of ice baths and cold exposure and shit, but I don't think I like them enough to do it regularly, if I'm just being honest with myself. I just like the heat so much more. You can sit me in a sauna for a long time. I love that shit. Yeah. Fuck the cold. You know. So I'm really sad about i miss california do you how long have you been back <laughs> the weather. now a over a year yeah I, I came back last november so it's been a little bit over a year oh man yeah yeah you think you're gonna dip out again or you're you're setting up roots here it seems like uh well i kind of feel like i'm just going with the flow and life has brought me back here and this yeah. is always home and I've already have a lot of roots here, you know, just mm-hmm. because um, my I really do feel like I do at the end of the day want to be somewhere warm, <laughs> like settle down somewhere warm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been going down to Texas a lot. Uh, I, I like it down there. Yeah, so, Houston. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I went to California and it was lovely. It's really nice. But realistically, I can't afford that. It's crazy out and there. And I, I wouldn't want to buy land or or house there is not i get more pain for my book somewhere else mm-hmm. it's a nice vacation place oh yeah but so i guess i'm still on this little journey of like where 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 do i feel like i fit where is my space mm-hmm. um, outside of st louis you know so um that's in the future so for right now i'm i, I am here and so i've thought about many different things like staying here being somewhere else flowing back and forth mm-hmm. um i've thought about how I would like to establish things here too and be somewhere else as well. Like that's not out of the picture as well. Yeah. So I kind of feel like the time while I'm here, this is me basically starting the things that I want to do here um, with still the option and opportunity to replicate that and be somewhere else. And I kind of feel like time will dictate that. And um, where I am now is like, you know, it's pretty good to be somewhere where I am connected, though. You know, so I still have support. It may not be what I want, like, as my first thought of where I would like to be, but um, it's it's good. I can't complain. I still have 
what I need, you know? It's a journey. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've grown to appreciate this place a whole lot more after the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, one, just from a financial standpoint, mm-hmm. it's so affordable to live here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought I was going to move to uh, to uh, to Austin, mm-hmm. and and maybe I'll still like we'll, we'll get a spot down there and, and do like the snowbird thing or something mm-hmm. and commute because I really do love that town. I was thinking Austin too. That Austin was one of my is spaces. fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So I went and visited Austin for the first time. I don't know, maybe like four or five years ago now, and uh, I was like, "Fuck, this place is so cool!" Like it just mm-hmm. it just felt right immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, that same that 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 same year, I just I went back like three more times like that year, just because I loved it so much mm-hmm. just to visit. And I and every time I went, I made new friends and I started to build like some community down there. And I ha- I know people down there now. And I just it's a really cool place. And um, from a cost perspective, it's actually pretty similar to here. So I was actually kind of mad at myself because I lived in San Antonio for a year, which is only like an hour away, and yeah. never did I visit Austin. And they have a huge festival there. I have a couple of different festivals, but they always have South by Southwest there. You mm. familiar with this? Mm. It's just like a huge festival. They have like movies and music, and it's it's like one of the biggest festivals that there is in the country. Cool. And uh, they so I was kind of mad I didn't go there, but that place is just so fucking cool. It's good vibes. Have you you did visit? Have you been mm. there yet? Yeah. What'd you think? No, I really liked it. Yeah. So this, um, so like I've been to Houston and mm. I've been to Austin, and I've been to Dallas too, but. Um, like Houston just gives me like a bigger city vibe, but then like Austin gives me like city and like landscape and like culture and There's like a lot the of green. F- yeah, the green and and that's appealing to me because like Growing I up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I want I like the outdoors, the nature, but then I also like the city. And so I feel like that was appealing to me and I like the fact that there all of those other cities are close to as mm-hmm. well so yeah. you can always travel and yeah so. Austin's not like the rest of texas it's like kind of like a little piece of the west coast stuck, yeah. stuck in texas it's not like texas texas like if you go to dallas dallas is way different like to your point houston's probably way different i've never been to houston yeah yeah but uh yeah i thought i was gonna for sure move down to austin i was like oh for sure like once the kids are a little bit older for sure gonna move down there then rogan moves there and a whole bunch of people move there, not just him, but just you see a massive influx of people from California mm. moving to yeah. Texas as a whole, yeah. all over Texas, yeah. but especially Austin, just because I, th- I think it probably feels more like home to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon Musk is moving. I think he did move to Austin, I think, as well. Um, so you just see this huge influx of people yeah. moving to Texas. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. I don't know if I'm like, it's like, well, the, the cat's out the bag. I know, right? I don't want to go there anymore necessarily. So yeah. I don't even know if it's as affordable to go there like whenever I do want to go there. So yeah. we'll see. So I appreciate this place for the affordability of it. And I also feel like it's kind of like a little bit of a gym in that it's central. So you can, in, at least here in St. Louis, we have an international airport. So you can go anywhere in the country at least Yeah. pretty fucking easily. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just really appreciate the nature. You know, so I'm really thinking about just trying to get some space. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe like a well, some chickens. <laughs> yeah. Learn how to farm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, you know, mm-hmm. grow some, some tomatoes and some, I don't know, onions and shit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you on all those points. I guess the only thing that's not favorable about being here is the winter. It's brutal. But I just don't like being cold. I feel like it's gotten shorter and shorter. Yeah. Right? I mean, the fall isn't bad anymore. The fall yeah. is like non-existent. Yeah. The winter kind of sucks, though. I don't like the short days. 
Yeah. I wish we'd stop changing the clocks. I think if we quit changing the clocks, that'd go a long way. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like this whole dark, super early stuff. It's just, it's morbid. <laughs> yeah, but you know, as we get, so you know how like when you get older, your mm-hmm. perception of time also changes. So, like when you're a kid, uh, a year is a is a greater percentage of your life, right? So a year seems to take longer, but as we get older, a year is less and less percentage. So shit just flies by, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of applying that to the winter. As I'm getting older, the winters just go by quicker and quicker. And the 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 short days fucking fly by now. It's like we're already getting longer, and I think we're like a month away from it getting dark at like seven o'clock. So yeah, yeah. It's like man, we're already there. I know. It's like as I'm getting older, I'm like man, is this place really that bad? Like yeah. we have an amazing restaurant scene in St. Louis. Come on now, one of the best in the country. Like for mm-hmm. real, I talk about it all the fucking time. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have some foodies on because I can just go in on the food here. We have I don't know. As I'm getting older, I'm like, man, St. Louis is really rad. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Not I, to talk you out of leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't be leaving anytime soon. Um, but no, St. Louis definitely has a lot of great things that we don't I'm, talk a lot about. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it really, it really, at the end of the day, it's just the cold. That's the only thing really the negative the I have to say. It's the worst. In the potholes, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we went to uh, we went to Florida, and uh, and I I've been there a few times. I don't like that place. I don't know. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because we're talking about like you don't like the cold. And I was just thinking, well, what else is a warm weather place? And a lot of people are moving to Florida. I think Florida's had like three hundred plus thousand people move there mm-hmm. in the in recent months. And uh, I don't really think I had a point other than just that place sucks. Yeah, and it's, but it's nice weather. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, when I think about the places that I wanted to go, Florida wasn't one of them. Like, not even for training. Some not to the, stay. Some of the best training I know you can I, get is in Florida. I know. I thought about it, but then I, I, I liked, I liked California more. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. 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 better vibes. Well, not also better, not better beaches though. No, <laughs> you don't think so. Well, I, ca- I guess I was also thinking about like. Oh, well, there's a lot of hurricanes that happen over there. It's a lot of yes, rain. Yes. And so. Yeah. That's why Florida sucks. Hurricane. It's not wh- It's not if. It's when. You will get hit by mm-hmm. a hurricane every year. Yeah. Some of them are going to wipe everything out. Well, people are weird. Why do we do that? Mm-hmm. We, we move to places and we build civilization in a place we know is going to get hit by something. New Orleans is a great example. Florida is a fantastic example. You know, without a doubt, you're going to get hit by something. Yeah. Every year. Houston's a great example of that. They get hit all the time by shit. I think it's a little less, but they get hit. Yeah. Why do we do that? And then we're like, this is a crazy disaster. I can't believe this is happening. This is so fucking awful. Yes, it's it's horrific that that's happening to people. Absolutely. But what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, I know. What did you think? And also, the earth is always shifting, changing, moving, like, constantly. Sinkholes happen. Earthquakes happen. Nothing is stagnant. We act like things are just supposed to be stagnant. Yeah. What the fuck? Humans are weird, man. That's us just trying to, you know, feel like we have some control over something, and it gives us a little bit of peace. (laughs) And we just rather just put that on the back shelf until we have to deal with it. You know, <laughs> I definitely chose that was one of my thoughts. I was like, well, I think I'd rather deal with an earthquake than the <laughs> hurricanes because, yeah. you know, there was some 
there was some big uh, earthquakes that happened when I was in Cali. Really? I never experienced that before. What was it like? Man, there was one time where we were at the gym and like all of the heavy bags were swinging. Like it was just. Oh, wow. I was like, whoa, you know. You just scared? And I was just like, oh, snap, you know. And then. Like this is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like our whole, um, what you call it? chandelier would just like be spinning and spinning and spinning oh, like but that was the worst that it was it wasn't there wasn't any damage or anything fortunately enough but yeah. but to see that and like yo the earth is moving yeah <laughs> <laughs> the earth is if you didn't real, realize that the earth is moving, it's moving. <laughs> all the time yeah 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 we get we we're kind of spoiled here in the midwest in that i mean we get batshit here too mm. at least here but i mean there's been some pretty horrific tornadoes. Yeah, I feel like that's our little. But that's all we get, mm-hmm. and that's not even always guaranteed. Yeah. Like we, it doesn't happen every year. Like it will happen again, but just you know, some places are worse. Like we're not right in, like you know, like Nebraska or mm-hmm. or Kansas, where they're for sure getting hit with tornadoes all the time. We're in a good spot. Yeah, for real. Adding up all your points here. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> and all? the winners could be worse. It's just all, it's just, you know, you could be in Chicago where it's cold as, oh my God. The wind. And the traffic. Oh. Yeah, traffic's not. We don't have bad bad traffic here. See, listen. You can get everywhere in about 20, 25 minutes. Easy. And even when there is traffic, it's nowhere near as bad as the worst traffic or the like light traffic in like LA or. Oh, for sure. Even when I was in San Antonio, everywhere you went, traffic was bad. Yeah. That was one thing I really didn't like having to like park three blocks down from our apartment because there was never parking mm. because it was so overcrowded, you know, and traffic. That was I was like I miss pulling up to my parking spot in front of my crib. Yeah, <laughs> I miss being able to make a five minute run in five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Like shit, man. Yeah, LA's cool though. You were in LA, right? I was in or like Orange County. Orange County, so like yeah. south, mm-hmm. a little south of that. Yeah, they have nice beaches there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why you're like, oh, they don't have nice beaches. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Because as a whole, because nice. listen, if you drive up and down that motherfucking coast of California, there are not as nearly, there's not nearly as many nice beaches to choose from as mm-hmm. if you go like up and down the coast in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because look, when I went to LA for the, I only went to LA one time. As soon as I got there, got my rental car, which was a van because I was sleeping in it for the week. <laughs> I popped some acid. And I fucking hit the Pacific Coast Highway and just drove north for like fucking an hour and a half. Just drove. And then I drove back down. I just, I, I like to explore. One of my favorite things to do is just like drive and get lost. Like growing up in Jeff City, my friend and I, we would just smoke weed and just drive backwoods roads and just <laughs> do that. So I really enjoy doing that and just exploring. Driving up and down that coast, there was not a lot of places I could just easily stop. And the beach was just fucking awesome. Yeah. It was like a lot of rocky beaches, mm-hmm. um, not super nice sand. Yeah. Like there's beaches. It just wasn't, I'm just saying, it's just not as nice <laughs> as in Florida. Well, I'm, That's the only thing I like about Florida, by the way. Yeah, it's the beaches. That's it. <laughs> well, I guess maybe I was fortunate that. You were in a good spot. Yeah, I was in a good spot because Newport Beach was right there. South Florida. Yeah, yeah. So the, the south, um, going towards San Diego. So like. I would go to Nor- Newport Beach a lot, which was kind of like right yeah. by Irvine and that area, yeah. Newport City. Because that's when you're transitioning to like South America, like you're getting into like Mexico and shit, right? 
Yeah, closer down to like San Diego. And then yeah. like I went down to San Diego. San a Diego is like 30 minutes from Mexico. Yeah, I like San Diego. If there was a place that I would move to in California, it would be there mm-hmm. before LA or anywhere else. I would, I would, I would go there. That place is sweet. Yeah, there's a lot of green vegetation there. Yeah, traffic's so not nearly as bad. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, there's a lot of great stuff there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great and, training too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you know, trained down there for a little bit. Um, that was good. That was fun. I, I need to. I want to go back. I do want to plan a trip back there to visit. Oh, it's a great place to visit. Yeah, it really is. Are you? Do you have your vaccine? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you can go places and do shit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to have a vaccine to do anything there. Yeah. Yeah, not to pry. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sorry, people. <laughs> if you just put me on your list, all the anti-vax. Everybody, see, that's another divide. <laughs> I don't know why. See, that's one of the things. Is, it's why can't we just have a nuanced conversation? It's because yeah. here's the thing: bio the 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 bio variability amongst people is vast. We're not the same. So what works for you is not going to work for me. Like how you react to something I might react differently to. Mm -hmm. There's no one answer really. And to not be able to have a nuanced conversation and to get all the facts, like that's where it gets crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like we're just people, man. Like let's just have conversations. We don't have to be divided over this situation. Yeah. Or just like, you know, respect people who have their own perspective and opinions and you don't have to try to change it or, you know, shame them for having the opinion that they have you yeah know? or they're doing what they feel is best for them right but i guess you know when people overextend and want to tell other people what they should do with their bodies what you should do yeah yeah that's where it's like, fuck man you know, that's the whole thing too we can talk about a whole bunch of other stuff about that and that was a little conflicting too you know because that was a thought that i had you know initially i was like oh man i knew we would get to this point where you know it was going to be one of those government things like you have to take this because I've been a person who got the flu shot one time in middle school. Mm-hmm. I got sick and then I never gotten the flu shot since. Yeah, I don't get the flu shot, especially or once I learned. Once, yeah, once I learned more about it and you learn about, I don't know, history. Yeah. 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 So I always felt like I had a really good immune system. So, yeah. Natural immunity is not real, though. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a weird statement. We make terms like natural immunity. That's just like a new term, right? I mean, nature provided us all with an immune system to help us deal with things that we interact with every day. Right. You have an immune system. That is a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Because of that, you have immunity to things that we come into contact with that you don't even know about. So when you say it like, so when you break it down, it's like, yeah, you have a, you have natural immunity to things. You, there we have a natural immune system, but that's all we're just saying. You have an immune system. Right. It's so like, what, what is so polarizing about having an immune system? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it comes down to words. People like words and people like to give things labels and names. Yes. And that's the problem. Cause you know, words, the meanings have changed like mm-hmm. things morph and ideas change and i think they'll change or you're not even aware of them and then you'll and then like i'll use a word like ignorant and and then but to everybody else that means stupid mm-hmm. and it's just like what, what what where did the disconnect happen but it happened yeah <laughs> it's like what the fuck is going on yeah definitely and it's just like also like words that you've grown up using you know or people around you've used and however they used it is how you learned it even if you, yeah the real definition is something different right which you is know? where intent comes into play sometimes yeah. 
I always, I think another word, and and maybe you feel differently about this. I think people are too sensitive about the word retarded. Mm. I think when you use it in the wrong way, it's absolutely horrible. Yeah. But if like that, th- there's a there's it's it's a medical term. Things things can be like retarded, like slowed down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's. But we we used it differently. We changed it. Like we changed the whole parameter of that word. Yeah. And it's another trigger word for people. Yeah. But I think it's because people used it in a negative way. And that's why they were like, okay, we need a better word. Yeah. You know, because people abused the word and used it as a derogatory thing. It morphed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and then you... Then it's like one of those things, oh, you better not slip up and say it or else... Well, it's weird (laughs) as a guy because... Like, growing up with my friends, we would just talk shit. Like, we're just talking shit. And there was nothing, like, real malicious, but we'd be like, oh, you're retarded. Like, you're being retarded right now. Like, yeah. why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. But it's not, it's not, it's not, a, again, I think that's where context and intent comes into play because it's not, like, a malicious thing to where we would use that word towards somebody who is actually having, like, mm-hmm. mental retardation. Like, they were, you know, they're mentally disabled. Like, why would you use that for somebody? And I think that's where we lose grace with people. Yeah. It's like we're all humans. And, and and say you did use it in a horrific way and and like you were just fucking wrong. Again, back to the beginning of the conversation. Like, mm-hmm. wh- okay, can you like assess that honestly and like own it and apologize and do better next time? And then that can, can you also allow grace to somebody who did do that and took ownership? Yeah. It's like – Where's the nuance in everything? Yeah. I mean, as forward, like, elementary school teacher, like, that's what life was in the in the classroom. That's basically the foundation of how we solve our issues is having that, that same cycle of someone said or did something not so nice or kind. We have a conversation about how that made the other person feel. Yeah. That person looks inside themselves and reflects and expresses how they realized that they made that error they apologize and usually they try to do something to uh you know make up for it and they go on to be better and not do that again or use a, a more appropriate word you know things like that and that's like what we what i would do in the first grade classroom i'm like yo we could do that as adults as well mm-hmm. you know simple things like that that's the process and but I feel like we forget that as, mm-hmm. as 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 adults, and that just doesn't happen. No one wants to take ownership because of their, you know, they don't want to destroy the image of the person that they feel that they are, you know, because they can never be wrong or make a mistake or you know things like that. And that's kind of going back to the whole denial piece. Like, can you accept that maybe sometimes you may, if you know that you say or do something that was a blind spot for you that it hurt someone can you take the time to reflect and acknowledge that or are you going to keep doubling down yeah a lot of people keep people just keep doubling down doubling down (laughs) fuck deny 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 yeah you get caught what shaggy say it wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) holy shit we're living in strange times Brittany. i know we're living in strange fucking times i try to just put my head down and just like focus on what I'm doing, but you can't be ignorant to what's going on in the world. And I don't know if it's just because we're getting older, 
but it almost just feels like if you do, things are going to change so fast, you're going to get left the fuck behind. And before you know it, you're going to be living in an entirely different world than what you thought you were in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is literally kind of where I am right now, where I'm realizing, like, yo, because I'm not really the tech person uh-huh. or finance, and all, or I definitely limit my news intake, and I just go into my little world of what I'm doing and then I realize like yo I don't know anything what's going on out there and I feel like that this is not a good thing for me it's tough it's tough the world and and what fucks me up is how again I keep it's like beating a dead horse but like how like divisive we're getting and 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 on both sides and it's like nobody sees it it's it's like what are you talking so I th- I look I liken it to I don't know if you're seeing what's going on now I think Joe Biden the administration just passed um, some measures I think they're actually really good measures whenever I'm like really looking into them where they're they're basically trying to do some harm reduction with uh, through like with drugs so they're they're talking about you know uh, handing out like like fentanyl testing strips and syringes and mm-hmm. and safe smoking kits which is where is where the shit's coming in because in there's no actual from what I from what I could tell, and maybe I'll do some more research. But it, it I don't think there was actually actually any uh, like wording to say that there are going to be pipes <laughs> inside of these safe smoking kits. But we can probably assume there's probably they they could be in there. Mm-hmm. So now the the entire you know like right side of the political spectrum is saying Joe Biden. Uh, so can I take my mask off to to smoke my crack pipe? Or Joe Biden wants to give out crack pipes. And I'm just like, you guys are equally as bad as the as the other side of the aisle who are saying that ivermectin is a horse dewormer because you're just you're you're not actually educating yourself on what's happening and you're just spewing out propaganda that polarizes. It's like you're just equally as bad. Like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, mm-hmm. can we just look at things on a spectrum and and actually take in all the facts? Yeah. No. <laughs> it blows me away. Yeah. You, have you kept up with this? Have you seen this? No, I, I definitely saw the uh, the headline or whatever, and I was like, Oh, handing out the crack pipes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you saw people. Yeah, yeah, people circulating it. That's equally as bad as saying ivermectin is horse dewormer because it is nowhere fucking near that. Do you remember that circulating too? Mm. You never heard people say that about ivermectin? Mm-mm. Yes, you have. Never. See, this is what I was saying that I've been you're in under this a little, fucking so rock. I am coming out of the rock and I am uh, now. <laughs> so now you're learning. Yeah, I'm exactly. Putting myself out there to like, because at first I was like, you know, the news is just too much. Like, I don't want to know about all this stuff because it's ter- like no. the news is hardly ever good. And so yeah, for me, I've just been like, because I've been in like survival mode and just like needing to you know take care of my basic functions what's going on in the world i get you know get the minimum that i need i'm never really deeply invested into it but um now as i look i'm like you know i'm seeing i'm like okay i can't stay in that kind of mindset because the 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 gap and the divide is going to keep growing and i'm going to get really far away from it and it doesn't so i have to dude it's crazy out here you just made a really good point um i was just listening Back to Rogan. I was listening to a conversation he had recently with uh, Jordan Peterson. And uh, Jordan was talking about, I think they were talking about in reference to um, just like, maybe it was like how we address the environment or some of these other greater social issues. Mm -hmm. And he was, and Jordan was saying that if we really want 
to address that. If people, if the people who say they want to fix that issue really wanted to fix that issue, what they would do is we would pour as much energy and money in as possible, as fast as possible, into rising like our lower class people. So anyone who's who's like poor, or broke, like getting everybody as rich as possible, basically, because you just said a statement where you've been in survival mode so like so long, you can't focus on anything else. Yeah. We're living in this fucking state where so many people are in survival mode. Yeah. You can't see past your day to day. How can somebody who who's worried about where their next meal is coming even give a fuck about if their neighborhood looks nice? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how can you do that? You can't. So if we really wanted to address all these other issues, and if we really wanted to be the best, especially here in America, we would work on getting everybody as rich as fucking possible. We would pour all of our energy into at least getting everybody up to a livable fucking place so you're no longer in survival mode, yeah. and then now you can start addressing these issues. It's like, can we actually make progress forward in any of these areas that we want to make progress forward when everybody's in survival mode, white or black? Because I think a lot of the issue what people are dealing with is economic. Like, we're all so fucking poor, and we're all trying to survive that how can you see past your own struggle because the poor white person in a fucking trailer park they think that because they're poor and they're dealing with things that is the same as the poor black person who's in the inner city they think it's the same where yeah you are both dealing with economic issues but there's this whole other issue here of race that you don't have to deal with but you can't see that that blind spot right because you're dealing with so it's like if we can just get every fucking buddy on a place past survival we can actually probably start making some fucking progress yeah i definitely agree um i was just talking about this is like uh, the whole abraham maslow hierarchy of needs and how it ties into like if people are like actually having a growth mindset and pouring into themselves and making working towards their better selves you can't really do that if you're at the most basic level of that pyramid of basic needs which is physiological needs which is shelter Shelter. food water things like that if you spend your energy only right there how do you ever get the opportunity to work on the other needs that you need in your life that's beyond that that's going to actually elevate you to be able to create more possibilities for yourself it's really hard and so a lot and so that mindset that people are in they stay there and that survival mindset not able to really find the point or the the energy to invest into what's going on to the world unless it impacts them you know directly um but yeah, it, you you would think that if we wanted to be the best, like you know, it'd be best for the whole world too. Yeah, that we actually take care of our people. I always feel like, man, we need some like more hum- humanitarians and less people who care about money, because um, I feel like that's the individualism that kind of comes forth. Where like the thought isn't about how do we just grow, like care about our people. We're too divided to care, you know? Mm-hmm. We're taking sides and worrying about ourselves, and people are getting left here, and while the race continues and grows, but not realizing that, like, this is a bad look for us. Yeah. You know, like. Well, it's by design, right? 
I yeah. mean, if you look at the political class, it's a, it's a class of people. Like, like once you become a politician, you're in a new class, right? You're no longer a civilian, yeah. right? You're in a new class of person. So that's a class. And then if you want to look at the upper echelons of society of all around the world, because that's a small population, but especially here in America, like that's its own separate class of people. And the 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 one percenters, if you will, with the with the political class they're just running the show yeah imagine if the majority who are not within the one percent actually had strong mental health and support and they weren't surviving and they had resources and options and possibly imagine all those brains doing something that's going to benefit our country and the world and you know what i mean like that's what they're scared of yeah they don't want us to come together yeah because, you know, it'll be more of like we'll have more people who it'll be the people who actually control. Yeah. Which how it should be. Right? That's, what the is. that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're fighting that whole that whole system there. Yeah. But I know we can talk about these things. And that's kind of like why I disconnected from it, because I see these things and I'm like, they don't want that because yeah, I'm like if I can figure out what needs to happen I'm just me <laughs> are you trying to tell me they haven't figured this out yet mm-hmm. they don't want it to happen it's disheartening right yeah because very... and, but here's the thing when people like you say it's just me right when somebody's who is just you right and they figured out that they do have an impact and they can do something they're scared of those people right I mean um well, ah, fuck I really I'm, I'm mad I'm drawing what was what was the kid's name who started the Black Panthers he was like 20 years old mm-hmm. super charismatic the CIA fucking killed his ass right mm-hmm. like they deliberately killed it because he was a powerful voice who realized that we can come together and make some fucking changes like they do not want that yeah yeah on both sides of the party like you they're see all that. they're all the same you know what I mean it's fucking it's wild yeah so it's like how do you play the game it's like I'm hoping that one at some point in time there will just be this slow, gradual awakening. Because I, in my in my mind is like if people is just individuals just do their work individually, to where there doesn't need to be that one person who has to go and gather up all these people to do something mm-hmm. to put a target on that one person. You know, if everyone is just doing the work we all holistically, do yeah, then there's no one person to pinpoint. But we're all yeah growing in silence together to actually do better right yeah you would hope whoever that lead because there's always going to be a leader that evolves but you'd hope whoever that leader is can can spark enough um disbelief in everybody that even if they're not there the movement continues right so we all yeah go the thing is man these motherfuckers are smart yeah i know right they play the long game yeah think i don't know what your opinion is on masks but you know, there's a lot of places where you don't really have to wear them, mm-hmm. but they still require them in schools, a lot of the schools. Mm-hmm. How, how is that not the long game? Like, you're basically, you're training kids to be comfortable wearing masks all the time. That's the next generation, so they'll be more susceptible to go along with the flow when they try some shit later on again down the road. You think about that? I think about that. They're training kids. Think about, so I feel somewhat, and I've noticed this with my own kids, like my daughter feels weird not wearing her mask certain places. And it's only been a short time. She's long, she's lived life a lot longer without one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but she's she's 11. Think about these kids who are 
young, 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 in like elementary school growing up with this, how much development is getting fucked up? Oh, a lot. Like this period of time is really, really taking a toll on kids. We're fucking kids up big time. The, the mm-hmm. development, like they don't know how to read facial expressions. Yeah, I mean, that's the, not good. It's terrible. We're we're creating a new type of person, mm-hmm. right? And who's going to be more susceptible to kind of play along whenever these elites try to do some more shit. Because who's to say that they're not going to do some shit again? Because they for sure will, right? I mean, they just locked down the whole fucking world. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. For real. Mm-hmm. It sounds like conspiratorial whenever I say it, but <laughs> I'm just saying what happened. No, I definitely have also heard that too from like, you know, other kids of how they feel more comfortable wearing masks. You know, I can hide behind my mask. And, and, and that feeling of like, you, you don't feel comfortable presenting your face. Yeah. Like my daughter, we always put her on the spot. She's she's already on the spectrum a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, you know when we go out, it's like I need you to look at people in the face and give them your order. Like if we go ice skating, tell them what size skates that you need. You want food? Tell them what you need. Like I'm not going to order for you, and you need to look at them in the face and you need to speak loudly. And I know you can do that because I hear you fucking yelling around the house. So <laughs> <laughs> when I need you to speak up, you got to speak up because this is an important skill in life. You got to look at people in the eye and you need to fucking talk. Yeah, kids are losing it. Yeah, and I I forgot what I was listening. I was listening to some podcast, but they were talking about literally how things are so convenient now that we've created ways to just get what we want without even having to interact with people. Mm-hmm. You know, like the DoorDash. Everything. Get your food, drop it on in front of your door, and you don't ever have to have that. Well, we made that more person. acceptable during the lockdown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just leave it there. Well, I'll get it later. And now the metaverse. <laughs> yeah. Well, Elon Musk is trying to do Neuralink where he taps into your brain. Uh, and so if you had it and I had it, we can communicate through thinking. So so you would be able to clearly read my intentions. Mm-hmm. I could just tell you what I'm thinking. As opposed to like, you know how when you have an idea but you don't know how to put it in the words? Mm-hmm. I could just, boom, clear, you know. Yeah. Boom, boom, everything. So he's like augment. He's turning us into robots. He's like augmenting reality. So we'll still be in this world, but we'll be augmented. So think about this. There's going to be early adopters. There's going to be a whole subset of people who can afford it who are going to get that first. Right. And then you're going to create a big fucking gap because companies are going to hire them first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because they're going to be advanced. They're going to learn faster. They're going to none of the clunkiness of being a human is going to be taken out of the it's all going to be gone i know i Uh. that's that's kind of like my vision as well as like in the whole like with everything that's going on that's why i've been trying to learn more about like the whole crypto and, and you know that whole tech world of money and like i can visualize seeing like this takes off and now people with money and wealth they're now you know spending their money in this kind of way and now the value of the dollar and coins are like peasant it's already that yeah yeah so it's like you're gonna see this that divide even more people who are still using this form of currency and now people who are here and it's just taking off that's why yeah or like so when homo sapiens kind of started really taking off from like neanderthals for example right Mm -hmm. That's where we're going to be at. We're going to have a whole new subset of people who are way more advanced. And it's like all these dumb, clunky people, fuck them. Yeah. It's kind of oh, scary to think about this. Fuck. Like, <sighs> I think about it. Hopefully it doesn't go there. But I, I can see – I always think a worst-case scenario. I'm like, everything's a slippery slope. Like, where is it going? Yeah. Well, maybe the – I feel like, you know, there would be a dip or a great – the separation – 
but after like our older our generation isn't up or gone and then the new kids because they're falling right into the tech world that maybe that's where they catch back up because they're able to like you know look at all these young kids who are finding ways to like make mad money and in- inventing things and going to school way early and doing very you yeah. know well kids aren't as smart as they used to be yeah no i think they are actually i think kids are i think we're progressively getting smarter but um but we're trying to i think i think some of social media is trying to dumb them down right like you look at tiktok which is probably the number one app amongst these kids yeah. the tiktok here is different than the tiktok in china like in here it's always the stupid outrageous videos the dance videos all the crazy nothing that's actually important Mm. that gets highlighted like that's what makes you super famous over here over there in china the things that get highlighted are like uh like science and and math and like achievement and things that are actually going to progress society like that's what gets highlighted and and goes viral over there so the kids are actually doing something to go forward and not to mention they can only be on it for a certain amount of time. Like, you can't be on it after certain hours. I don't think you can get on it during the week. I think it's only on the weekends. Mm. Um, well, what we see and what we get here is a reflection of what the people here enjoy and want to see. Well, also, is that warfare, <laughs> sort of? Or is that is that, like, China trying to, like, make America even a little bit dumber? <laughs> you ever think about that? I mean... Why would I they not do it? It kind of goes back to the part of, do we even want our people to be better? No, but they for sure don't. Yeah, so it's like, it doesn't matter what they want because we don't even want that for us, it seems, you know? Yeah. So it's like, they don't probably have to do that much work in the first place. Yeah, no. You know? It's not like we're actually trying to, hey, take some notes from from China and do, you know, push that kind of stuff out there because we're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but here's the thing: if you start talking in like a competitive way against China, then all of a sudden you're racist. <laughs> you don't like Chinese people. Oh no, um, I don't. I wouldn't think of it like that. I'm more of a. I like to share information. <laughs> like when I think of when a, a group over here is doing something, well, I want to know. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, shoot, how are you guys doing that? Oh, yeah. Can, can, I, can you share that with me? Because well, like, oh, let's, no, can you're we talking share good China? stuff. What's wrong with China? You like Chinese people? I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to collaborate. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but we're too divisive exactly. and competitive people, between people each other. Weird. Yeah, so yeah. <sighs> life could be different. Yeah, but, but could it? Life's pretty cool, though. I don't know. It or, could be worse. Or you can <laughs> think about, like, like just personalities and all the different kinds of personalities amongst people that there's always going to be those kind of people who are in those positions because that's what their personality gravitates to. And even if we want to foresee this world with everyone being collaborative and, you know, peace, love and joy and harmony it's never going to be that way because there's always other people who don't fall into that, into that whole spiel. So it's always going to be, Yep. That's the reality of, of the people. world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I guess we, I'm going to have to work on accepting that. Well, we try to nerf-proof everything. Like, there's no risk involved. And everything. Sh- everybody should just be peace, love, and happiness. And yeah. and nobody and, ev- and everybody's a good person. Yeah. There are a lot of great people. However, there are also people who will murder you and take whatever that they want. And there have been people 
who have been driven by conquering mm-hmm. forever, forever yeah. of all of all races. Yeah, yeah. Genghis Khan, the Persians, the Ottoman Empire, right? I mean, they're this. There's this. People mm-hmm. who are just driven to fucking conquer. The Vikings yeah. did it. Like, people <laughs> just want to conquer. Some people do. Yeah. Right? If you look at the Middle East, there have been tribes that have been warring with each other for thousands of years. Yeah. That these same kind of people mm-hmm. show show up in e- every kind of co- every Exa- culture. Everywhere. It's not just... Exactly. People, there are just bad people out there or people who are just more aggressive, more adept to just do horrific shit and don't think twice about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you read the book? There's this book called The Sociopath Next Door. Have you mm-hmm. ever read it? No. It's talking Sounds about interesting, it, though. It is. It's <laughs> just talking about, you know, just the amount of sociopaths that we interact with on a daily basis. Yeah. And you ain't even know it. Yeah, you don't know it. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and here's the thing, though. We're all, we're all sociopathic to degrees, right? You kind of have to be. For example, let's just say you're a boss at a, a job and you have to fire people. Well, you have to have a certain level of... of what is the word sociopathic tendencies we'll just say that to be able to do that right to be able to go fire somebody and know that it's going to be pretty hard consequences for them and then still go about your day but you got to do it yeah (laughs) or being in a position to where that's a part of your job because for some person who's like really empathetic and they they're having to constantly make decisions like that that's going to conflict with who they are who they are yeah you know so there's that level of cutthroatness that that person has to have within right their personality to be in that position yeah you know and so unfortunately <laughs> that those positions of power that there's personality tendencies that are very dominant in those kind of people in order to even get there in the first place because you know as we learn and not learned that there's, there's a dirty game in some a lot of cases, you know? Yeah. And it, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like how do you how do you change that? How do you fight that when that's how it happens and it continues to happen and there's these kind of people and they're good at what they do. Yeah, it's a spectrum. Mhm. So it's what's like, what's the personality type for fighters, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Is there one? Uh I don't know. Um, I always kind of feel like the stereotypical vision of a fighter, I feel like I'm not that. So I feel like that can't, that's not it, you know, because I feel like I defy that. Yeah, there there isn't one. Yeah, I'm not like, because I would think people, someone who just likes to be angry and aggressive. And I'm like. There's a few archetypes, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I guess I would say so too. Like for me, uh, I would feel like, Fighting is a way that I channel that. Well, if you look at people, people all have that ability to be aggressive or that instinct to have aggression and to, you know, be competitive. And some people have more or less than, you know, others. And we, as we grow, we find appropriate ways to channel that energy, you know. Um, Some people, it's like their work and their, you know, bossing it up. And that's how they get that competitive edge because their work, brings that to them or other people like they do sports or exercise or do something and for me I feel like this is how I just channel that you know um some people channel things in different ways so I don't know I will I would love to do a whole little 
there'll be a good research question, right? See if we find some common themes of personalities between the fighters. I bet you to do. To find the different yeah. archetypes. Yeah, I bet you they will emerge. I think, I think Dean Thomas was talking about different types of fighters one time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you have guys who are like actual fighters, like people who love to fight. Yeah. Like uh, like the Diaz brothers, like those guys are fucking fighters. Yeah, yeah. And then you have like like athletes, like who just like to compete. Like I think Phil Davis is a good example. I think mm-hmm. he's on the top of my mind right now. He's about to fight Julius. He's a fucking athlete. Yeah. I think Anthony Johnson talked about that one time. He's like, I'm just an athlete who's really good at knocking people out. He's like, I'm not a fighter. Yeah. So like you have like those real. Ath- I, was, I think I was more of an athletic type too. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have like like those artists like who are just it's like that's all about like pure expression and then they just express themselves through this this violent form but it's all about like the martial art form for them so you kind of have like that personality type i think there's like one or two other ones but those are the ones that really stick out they're very body bodily kinesthetic yeah just like dancers like exactly i express i express with my body and yeah to be a very aggressive thing yeah i'm a good blend of that i always look at at movement's actually like the first language really any of us learn, like how to move our bodies. But that's the one I relate to the most. And I feel like maybe the first language of movement that I learned was wrestling. So I've always just kind of like whenever I learn a new move, I always kind of almost relate it to wrestling oftentimes. Like someone will say, this is this. I'm like, oh, it's just like this, like relating it back to wrestling. Mm -hmm. But then as as I kind of like analyzed like myself and why I like fighting or like I liked competing, I just realized that I was never always, I've, I've never really been like a great speaker. I feel like I've, I've kind of gotten better at it, but I've always felt more comfortable just expressing myself through physicality. Mm-hmm. So like that was my form of expression, like speaking, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same. Like as you relate back to wrestling, I, I relate back to like track and basketball, right? I do do the same thing. I relate it back to those bodily me- mechanical things that I've learned that are just ingrained in me right and the art part of it because I would like to, I am like more on the like I am a creative person I like art I like the movement I like dance and so for me it's like the blend of both of those things coming together mm-hmm. so it's like how do I compose and put together this like graceful uh masterpiece with my body yeah. that happens to be you know a little violent yeah um, but really, I mean, the violence stick stands out to other people, but I look at it more like, uh, cause I really like technique cause it's all about like performing something like, or m- maneuver, doing a move and doing it very well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that's why I get more out of that than yeah. like, just like, oh, the gore or whatever. It's like, oh man, I really put together those two pieces and they went together very eloquently yeah you know? like it looked good it felt I was good like, oh was man that was, that, was, that was art right there you yeah know? you know for real yeah art with your body where you fucking put yeah. someone out you got so much blow on you your last fight <laughs> fucked yeah. old girl up how good that feel dang i i the the biggest thing that stands out when i think back to the fight is like my corner telling me 100 100 and i was like and it didn't register for me for a little bit because all this time like training i spend more time training than everything mm-hmm. and i'm always like holding back i'm always holding back because i'm caring about the safety of my my my, my training partners mm-hmm. and stuff so then hearing like 100 it's like oh go. so i can just let it go like you know no more reservations and so 
everything that came and happened was just like pure, just instinctual. Yes. And so that's what felt the greatest about it. Like that fight, I feel like was the first fight where I felt like I was freely just moving. Yeah. And you fell in the flow state. Yeah. I found, I found that I've been trying to get there, but you know, I think too much. So that yeah. can really, you know, it, fuck you up in there. It will <laughs> so, every time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I've had finally gotten to this piece where I am trusting every that I know how to react and I know what to do and hearing the all right just go ahead and make it happen I was like oh and it's up on the cage this is fun I really wanted it to go longer but um I was really I was really just more so happy about the fact that I was able to get to that point of just being that comfortable and putting things together and it Ended in a way that I wasn't expecting, but I, I'll take it still. Yeah. And then the one time I wore white. <laughs> it's memories. Memories, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, it's a, I used to think that I was an adrenaline junkie until I realized I was oh, I was always just chasing the flow state. Like, yeah, yeah. God, that's just such a good fucking feeling. Yeah. Just everything's clicking. How do you, like, you know, fight in a real fight like you do at, at training, you know? You know, yeah. How do you, how do you do that? Make sparring like happen right there. Cause that's where the creativity really gets you. You're able to really be creative and let things flow. Yeah. You know, and that's when really great, great shit happens. Yeah. It's like, how do you relax? Yeah. But still, you know, overthink. Yeah. 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 Cause you got, I mean, cause you got, obviously you're thinking, you're doing things, but you do get to a point to where you're kind of like, you're not thinking like you have to be intense. I mean, it's an intense situation. But you don't want it to be overwhelming. Right. Like you gotta take it in and then just get to a point of like confidence and ease. Yeah. That way you can just do. Yeah, the balance of everything. But yeah, I really feel like the the confidence was a, a big a big thing of it because a lot of my thinking is just me second guessing myself or mm. did I do enough or you know what what could they do? I want to make sure I do this right and you know that perfectionist mindset. But then it's like at the end of the day, it's like look. You know, you got to just believe in what you have and, and, you know, that's it. And yeah. just go have fun, and, you know, it. and that's, 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 I, that's what it turned into. I felt good about it and I just wanted to have fun. I was fighting at home and fought in St. Louis, you know, since like 2016, 2017. So, yeah. So it felt good to just be like, oh, this is my time and I know where I'm heading. So when you're like just confident and that this is just, you know, a step in t- in in, the, in the, on the ladder to where you're going. Like, you know, I got to put too much stress on it. Yeah, I've been training a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know I know how to I know how to fight. You, you know? know how to fight. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a matter of like, okay, you don't have to think about all of those things. Mm-hmm. Just a couple things like, look, keep moving my feet, do the little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's gonna the opponent is always gonna give you show you exactly what's there. So just be ready for it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. What's next? Do you know? Do you know what's on the horizon? You got any fights you're looking at? Um, I'm hoping to. I'm thinking that they're gonna bring me back on like this spring. Okay. Um, on LFA. Yeah, that would be nice. Where would that be at? Will that be here or I somewhere else? Uh, I think it maybe somewhere else, but it's not for certain or anything mm. right now. But um, but that's kind of been the thing of maybe okay. bringing me back for a couple more fights. Oh, that'd be cool. Till then, just back to training. Yeah, so I've been <laughs> I've been just focusing mostly on jujitsu lately, as of late. Uh, yeah. But I do like a, a match 
in March. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So just been, I'm gonna get in and put on a little gi. I All haven't right. competed in in, in Bluebell for ever. Yeah. So and I've had my Bluebell for a little while. So I was like, all right, you know, I want to get back to competing. Yeah, do that. What would that be on? Um, is it uh, Fuji? Maybe? On Fuji's? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, is it Springfield? Fuji World Pro? Is that what yeah. they're doing? Mm-hmm. That'd be dope. Springfield? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Did you go to the tournament this weekend? Did uh, you check it out? I didn't get to go, no. I just went and said hi to people. There's so many people that you know in the scene. Yeah, yeah. God, it's such a small community. Yeah. But, but that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, Brittany, we'll wrap this up. Mm-hmm. How long do you think we've been going? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, For sure over an hour, yeah? Yeah, like an hour and a half a little over. Hour 40 here. Um, dope. How can people check you out? Uh, you can find me on social media, Instagram, the Quiet Storm underscore MMA. Um, my Facebook page is the same, the Quiet Storm MMA. Twitter, Quiet Storm MMA. I'm on all those things. I do have a YouTube channel now. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, I've had it for a while. <laughs> you using it now, though? Yeah, I've been um, getting pouring all of my uh, my videos and my fights and my content on there. Um, pouring. I almost thought you said pouring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, pouring I'm, all my fights. <laughs> you know. Got some other porn, exclusive comma, content. All my fights. Com- <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, check out my YouTube channel. You can subscribe. That would be nice. Uh, same thing. The Quiet Storm Brittany Cody. So, yeah. Dope. Dope. Well, Brittany, thanks again. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Again, if you're getting value out of the show, do me a solid, tell a friend, bring us a friend, rating, review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, share, all those things. They're great. I can't thank you enough for doing it. I really appreciate it. We'll be back very soon with another conversation. Until then, keep being awesome humans. I love you. Bye. Mwah.